Welcome to podcast number 60 on April 20th of 2022. My name is Ian Duncan MacDonald. I am the author of four investment books. Today, we will first answer five questions that I've received, and then I will recommence reading from chapter 10 of my latest book, American High Dividend Handbook. Question number one. How do you stop yourself from panicking in a stock market crash and selling all your shares? If you choose the financially strongest stocks, paying the highest dividends, a stock market crash is just a speed bump in your path to financial independence. During the market crash, you relax, live off your dividend income, and wait for your portfolio to reach new record highs, as the North American Stock Exchange always have. Stock market crashes and recoveries are controlled by speculators, making share price buying and selling decisions. Profits are created by the revenue and expense decisions of the skilled managers of a company. Profits and share prices are not directly connected. Even during market crashes, when a share price may drop by 50%, you'll see corporations achieving increased profits and paying higher dividends. This can easily be proven by looking at the 2008 and 2020 records of share prices and dividend payouts. If you are a speculator who invests in financially weak, unprofitable companies who have seduced you with their potential, then you should have a concern. Stock market crashes do weed out weak, unprofitable companies. Question number two. How risky is investing in Apple stock? The question would be, riskier than what? There are financially stronger stocks than Apple, and there are many stocks financially weaker than Apple. Apple is an established corporation with respected executives who have proven their management skills with innovative well-designed products. The following investment figures are mediocre, but not financially risky. I have seen much better and much worse. Dividend yield of 0.53%, earning per share of $6.02, book value of $3.84, price-to-earnings ratio of 27.8, operating margins of 30.90. Speculators control share prices, not the executives of the company the speculators are investing in. Through their revenue and expense decisions, the executives are only able to manage profits. While profitable companies should be a more attractive investment to speculators than unprofitable companies, this is not a given. 
Many speculators scour the market looking for cheap, unprofitable companies that they think will skyrocket in value in the future. Like any stock, the share prices of Apple is at the mercy of speculators. This makes their future share price impossible to accurately predict. However, it is possible to find many historically, financially stronger companies who would present less risk, but few would be able to demonstrate the potential and innovation and marketing track record of Apple. It is all a question of how do you define risk. Question number three. Why do so many people invest in unprofitable businesses? People who sell stocks to naive investors do not sell the reality of the unprofitable company. They do a good job of selling the speculator on the mythical, fantastic potential of that company. It could be a mining company with a supposedly monstrously large gold deposit buried thousands of feet in the ground, or it could be a computer program that is going to be another Microsoft. Fifty years ago, Microsoft was an impoverished penny stock, as were many now successful companies. The fact that millions of companies were launched in the last 50 years and never become successful is irrelevant to the believers. They want to believe that the thousands of dollars they have invested in a company without profits but with potential will someday be worth millions. It is a little different than dreaming about winning the $60 million lottery next Saturday. Of the 25 million businesses in North America, few will be around in five years. About 20% of the businesses disappear every year to replace by new businesses. However, my research has shown that 95% of these companies who pay ever-rising dividend payouts from their very real profits over 20 years will survive and have ever-rising share prices for years to come. It is not hard to grow your wealth and realize a reliable income by investing in a portfolio of 20 financially strong, high-dividend-paying companies. They do exist, and they can quickly be identified in my book, The American High Dividend Handbook. It is a book that would be of no interest to get rich, fast speculators. Question number four. Do you have to be a genius with a PhD in economics to be a successful investor? As they say, the proof is in the pudding. Investing is as difficult and complicated as you want to make it, or as simple and easy as you want to make it. The industry is full of advisors who want you to believe that it is impossible for amateurs to invest successfully. Their objective 
is to nibble away at your wealth for the rest of your life with your fees and commissions. They will justify taking your money by assuring you that they are saving you hundreds of hours of your time researching investments, saving you from making stressful investment decisions, and stopping you from making stupid investment mistakes. The joy of self-directed investing is that you have total freedom to invest in profitable, ever-growing stocks where you logically think you will safely generate both a strong dividend income and a strong capital gain. It is not hard to get results that constantly beat ETFs and mutual funds without the expense, complications, and sticky fingers of an investment advisor. I developed a simple software for myself. It is straightforward, can be worked out manually without a computer. In my books, I show exactly how I measure such things as share price, dividend yield percent, operating margin, and so on. It is all based on common sense. You can build your own scoring matrix or use mine. If an 80-year-old widow who do nothing about investing can use a stock matrix to build and maintain a strong million-dollar portfolio, so can you. Investing is very simple when your objective is not to lose money, but to invest in a diversified number of financially strong companies paying high dividends. It is just a matter of identifying such companies. There is a wealth of free information that allows you to do it. My books show you how easy it can be. Question number five. Does technical analysis help you pick penny stocks? I've lost a friend because he often asks me to score his penny stocks and give him my insights. I use my IDM software. In the last stock I scored for him, the score was an 8, which is the lowest I've ever seen. I stay away from stocks scoring under 50. The highest stock I have ever calculated is a 78. My friend was insulted by this objectively determined score on a company that was trading for about five cents a share. It was unprofitable, had nothing to offer other than the dream that someday they would be successful and make him rich. It is not unusual for him to buy a million shares of such a stock. Upon receiving the score of eight, he ranted and raved how I could not judge this new penny stock like a real business. I beg to disagree. The purpose of a company is to make a profit. I question the motivation of unprofitable companies that decide to go public. Is their objective to enrich themselves personally rather than build a successful, profitable company? My background was designing commercial risk scores. 
I like companies who are profitable and making money before they go public. The reason that stock is a penny stock is it isn't making money. Having said that, there are few stocks that are trading for less than $5, and they would be considered to be penny stocks, who are not only making money, but score well and pay dividends. If you look at pages 124 and 125 of the American High Dividend Handbook, you will find three stocks that can be bought for less than $5 that score over 50. One can be bought for $2.50. Further on in the book, on each of these stocks, a data page, you can see their strengths detailed and their historical behavior. While they may be relatively new businesses, they are not five-cent stocks with a score of eight. I am now going to read from page 442 to page 448 of the American High Dividend Handbook. This is chapter 10. While investing is all about increasing your personal revenues, this chapter is all about controlling your expenses to enjoy a profitable lifestyle. Number one, automobile expense. Each vehicle you own could be costing you $8,000 or more a year. Insurance, fuel, parking, repairs, car payments, licensing, and maintenance. The interest rate on car loans is now averaging about 5% per annum. Can you cut back to one car? Could you use Uber, walk, take public transportation? These alternative modes of transportation could save you thousands of dollars annually, money that could pay down debt or to be invested. A new car loses about 20% of its purchase price as soon as you drive it off the dealer's lot. Let someone else take the depreciation loss. Buy a used car that is a few years old with low mileage. If a second car is a necessity, look for a grandma car, one that you can buy for a few thousand dollars that could be an eight-year-old car with fewer than 50,000 miles, small, well-maintained, and fuel-efficient. Ideally, you would want to buy it direct from the grandma. Pay a mechanic to check this car to make sure you are not purchasing one that will soon require expensive repairs. Avoid cars over 12 years as seals and metal parts do corrode and disintegrate in time. To get the ultimate return on your investment in a car, plan on keeping your car until it accumulates 100,000 miles. With the money you have saved in buying a used car, you will be able to keep the car in good repair. Pamper your car. Avoid unnecessary use of it. Plan your trips and do all your errands at once. Number two, accommodation expense. If you are spending over 40% of your income on accommodation, 
then you could be classified as house poor. If you are a homeowner in such a situation, consider selling your existing home and buying a more affordable residence. Apply the equity you could gain in the sale of your unaffordable house to paying off your debts and building your investment portfolio. The sooner you become debt-free and have a portfolio that is generating investment income, the quicker you will achieve the goal of financial independence. With a smaller house, your monthly expenses will shrink with the lowering of taxes, heating, cooling, maintenance, and insurance costs. To minimize computing costs, find accommodation close to your work or close to a major public transportation corridor. If you're no longer working or have a job that allows you to work remotely, consider relocating. Living in a large city is expensive. The average price of even a smaller home can easily exceed $1 million in some cities. To rent a modest apartment can exceed $2,000 per month. Moving to a small town may be a viable option. There are many towns where you can buy a nice home for less than $100,000. While moving away from family and friends can be unappealing, living with a mountain of debt is stressful and unhealthy. The cost of maintaining social contact with distant family and friends through the internet has become very affordable. Number three, electronic communication expense. Cable television, satellite television, telephone, and internet access can cost thousands of dollars annually. If you must have cable or satellite television, negotiate with your suppliers. Play one supplier against the other. Never accept the first price they offer for their services. Tell them their competitors are offering almost the identical service for a third less. This is often enough for them to find a way to handle your price objection. Electronic communications are one of the few expenses that seem to get better and cost less each year. Check with suppliers every six months to see if better prices are available. Technology is transforming and reducing costs. Do not assume the price you are now paying is one which you should be satisfied with. For example, it is possible to obtain cell phone service for less than $20 a month if you already own a phone that you paid for a long time ago. Most suppliers will want to charge you $50 or more for cell phone service. Suppliers to stay ahead of inflation sneak in a small price increase every year. Read your monthly statements carefully. They know that most customers will neither notice nor challenge an increase. They expect the customers in Ursha will stop them from shopping for competitive rates. Do not expect them to notify you of any price decreases. 
you must ask for them. We live in a competitive capitalist society, and this is the way capitalism works. If you have internet service, it is debatable whether you still require a cable television service. Online streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime are good entertainment alternatives. Hundreds of internet news services can keep you fully informed. They will even customize the news to your specific interests. Online telephone service can reduce telephone costs. Consider buying an internet phone service like Magic Jack. I purchased the service from my business line and received five years of service for a flat one-time charge of $165. Not only can I phone anyone in North America without an additional charge, but I can communicate with anyone in the world who also has the Magic Jack service without a charge. When I travel abroad, their phone service travels with me. It is immediately activated as soon as I plug it into any internet modem or my laptop in any country. This gives me a free North American telephone service from anywhere in the world. Many of those I am contact with are never quite sure where I am physically located. Number four, books. Buying printed books, newspapers, and magazines can be expensive. Buy electronic publications that can be read on tablets, e-readers, and computers. A mountain of e-books are available for free or for less than five dollars. Example, 100 great novels you should read before you die for 99 cents. Many public libraries provide free access to e-books. However, their restrictions on accessing their e-books may make them less attractive reading source than Kobo or Kindle. To me, it is not just the cost, but also the convenience each morning of being able to read the newspaper on my iPad in bed without having to go downstairs and retrieve it at the front door on a cold winter's morning. Number five, tobacco, coffee, and alcohol. Tobacco, coffee, and alcohol consumption can be pleasurable and nice social habits. They are not a necessity. If you can reduce their consumption, you may not only be saving thousands of dollars annually, but banishing habits that may not be contributing to good health. Dropping a lifetime habit is never easily done, but it is possible. Number five, vacations. Everyone needs a break from their normal routine. However, if you must go deeply into debt to go on vacation, then you should question whether you can afford such a vacation. Can you plan a vacation that will minimize your debt, not increase it? Trading houses with someone in another country for a few weeks is a possibility. Traveling by car to explore cities you have never previously explored can save the thousands of dollars in flight expenses while providing escape from your routine. Once financial independence is achieved, 
Your whole life can become one extended vacation. You will then have the freedom to travel to a foreign country for several months instead of for only a week or two. The travel costs for three months of vacation in a foreign country can be equivalent to what you may have been spending on a two-week vacation. Comfortable, furnished condominiums and tropical locations can be easily rented for $2,000 a month or less. Thanks to the internet, you can access your bank account from almost anywhere in the world. All your foreign expenses can be charged to a credit card, which you can easily pay off each month via your internet bank connection. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.